Hey, I know you're probably driving or running or cleaning the house or doing something else when you're listening to this, but look, if you're a B2B marketer and you need to start generating revenue from your marketing, then you have to check out our 12-week program, the B2B Incubator. It's built for small, in-house B2B marketing teams with limited time and budget. We give you the strategy, the templates, and the tools to start driving revenue, not just leads. So if you're ready to act on all the advice Kevin and I give you, next time you take that first sip of coffee in the morning, make sure you head to the B2B Incubator and apply now. There's only 10 spots available per cohort with our next one launching at the end of May, 2024. Remember, the B2B Incubator, apply now so you don't miss out. We've had B2B marketing managers, CMOs, marketers in demand generals, content leads, and more all go through this program and they're currently executing the demand strategies that they've created. Some are now even contributing as much as 80% of the pipeline to their business after working through it. Make sure you check out the b2bincubator.com and apply now to start driving more demand and more revenue for your brand. Okay, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the B2B Playbook Podcast. Each week, we discuss strategies and tactics to help B2B businesses grow online. We're your hosts, Kevin and George, a couple of digital marketing professionals. We've waded through the noise and made the mistakes so you don't have to. The B2B world has changed and you need to put your customers at the heart of your marketing. We'll cover how you can use our framework, the five Bs, to create a brand that customers are ready to buy from, love and advocate for. We'll get insights from successful people in the industry and cover the latest trends to keep you on the cutting edge of the B2B world. If you're interested in B2B marketing strategies and tactics that work, then this podcast is for you. Subscribe to get the latest from the B2B playbook first. Remember, successful B2B marketing starts with the buyer. Welcome back to the B2B playbook. Kevin, Kevin, I am currently in the market looking for a new place to rent. Uh, I'm sick of my current place. It's time to move on. And I'll tell you what, Kev, there are really two things that I'm looking for when I'm looking for a place to rent. What are those two things, George? Come on, you got to share it now. Well, the first is sunlight, of course. My Mediterranean skin needs sunlight. My body just doesn't function without it. And Kev, the second is one that I don't think many other people are thinking about, but I guarantee you that if you own a rental property, there are some people who are going to acknowledge this and love it as a huge benefit. And what's that? The noise and the power of the fan in the bathroom. Kevin, I mean, come on. I'm looking at moving to a smaller apartment, sharing with someone else. There's always going to be people over. Now, it's human nature that when we go to the bathroom, there's going to be some sounds emanating from there that aren't overly pleasant. And the white noise that comes from that fan is doing God's work. It is an absolute lifesaver. <laughs> so going into a rental property, that, and I, I go and test each of the fans, the ones that aren't loud enough, they just I just cut them off. Like they're off the list, not going there. <laughs> George, this almost sounds like something you would give me a hard time about. Very particular, very particular indeed. And uh, I have to agree with you. <laughs> 
It's something that the Japanese have absolutely nailed, Kevin. I mean, their toilets themselves actually make white noise. It's incredible. I mean, I know they went through the population boom in the 80s and 90s, and I think since then I've spoken about how really I'm not that impressed with Japan's technology scene as of late. But my God, if there's one incredible idea that has come out of Japan, it is that. I'd put that way above their little walking robot Asimo. Um, for, for me, in terms of impact on people's lives, this is the invention that we need to bring here. Ah, you're probably not wrong, George. You're probably not wrong. Maybe there's a market for some uh, astute listener out there to create a white noise uh, machine market for our bathrooms here in Australia. That's it. What a business opportunity. Perhaps something that we can do, Kevin, if all this fails. Anyway, Kev, speaking of crap and not crap, today we're doing an analysis of companies. And it's something that we're going to be doing really over the next couple of episodes. We're going to look at businesses, both big and small, and see practical examples of how they've applied the be seen part of our framework. Inevitably, they're going to have, we're going to have to, as part of that analysis, look at be ready and be helpful because Anything that is uh, being executed well in the B scene part of our framework should be built on those foundations. So, Kev, I'm really excited to uh, to dig into that. Yeah, it's definitely a great return to the analysis series that uh, was very popular at the end of Be Helpful. Um, so we're really happy to bring it back and go through another series of analysis episodes. And what are we kicking off with this time around, George? Kev, we're actually going to kick off with a big, big business. And listeners, I'm sure you've all heard of this company. It's called Monday.com. Kev, what do Monday.com do? Well, George, Monday.com is effectively a platform that allows everyone to get things done, particularly in a work setting. And it gives, uh, as the tagline says, the power to everyone to build and improve the way their organization runs. And effectively, what it is, is a lot of different features that a business organization would need to run smoothly internally. And it's putting it all into the one platform. That's it. It's terrific for businesses, big and small. Uh, it's a great project management solution as well. People use it for anything from, I mean, for our listeners, from tracking sales cycles to uh, seeing what's happening in their content calendar and keeping track of all their content production. And then some people even to keep track of uh, running their family. You know, have they made lunch? <laughs> what's going on next week? There's a, a vast array of use cases for monday.com, which is going to make it a super interesting one to discuss. Now, Kev, we should preface this by saying, look, monday.com is a huge brand. And I think that is ultimately going to impact the way that they approach each of this. And our listeners, I think, can still take a huge amount away from it because they're doing so many things right. But it is important to keep that in mind because I think their sheer size, the sheer budget that they have for advertising means they can do some things that perhaps some of our listeners can't, but we'll still give them some great ideas. Yeah. And it's a great one to look at listeners just to give you an idea of what uh, potentially your end in mind should look like, what that end goal should look like when you are bigger as a business, hopefully at the size of monday.com and what, what are the sort of things that you can be doing at that level, but also taking some of those learnings from the big guys and start to apply what you can right now. As George said, you can still take a great number of learnings from someone like monday.com. All right, Kevin, in the context of B-Scene, we've always said that a great B-Scene strategy or it has to be built upon the first two Bs of our five Bs framework, which is be ready and be helpful. And for listeners who are just tuning in, be ready is really about very deeply understanding your customer, 
making sure that you're positioned to resonate exactly with them, making sure your messaging is updated and really having those fundamentals in place. Be helpful is about building relationships with your ideal customers and also how to do that at scale. And in the BC stage, we're looking at, okay, how can we actually start to amplify our helpfulness to some of those uh, key accounts? And then how can we start to close some of those accounts or really start to push them along so they get closer to becoming a customer of yours? So Kev, I guess any analysis is going to have to start with, first of all, be ready. Do Monday.com deeply understand their customers? Well, George, on the face of it, you would have to say that they do, you know, some of the screenshots, and we'll share this on LinkedIn after the fact and in the show notes, uh, some of the screenshots of the ads do seem to talk very directly to pain points and solutions that match those pain points. And obviously, we're not experts in their particular field. We don't know what their ICP is, although we can have a guess at it. And based on our educated guess, it does seem to match up. You know, a lot of the things that they talk about are pain points within the ads that they run do seem to match that particular audience and what they would be struggling with in that work context. Yeah, just looking at their website, Kev, I mean, they're certainly much broader than we would recommend much of our listeners would go, but they're just at the scale where they can do that and they're at the size where they can afford to do that. But just looking at their page, you know, they're they're looking for people like software developers, marketers, project management, people in sales and people who are in like uh, managing the CRMs, people who are in task management, HR, operations. So really reaching across an entire business there. And Kev, as we start to explore what we can see from our side, what we can see at least with what they're doing on LinkedIn, both on the paid and organic side, we see that they actually start to target each of those individual categories with very targeted messaging and benefits and pain points that relate to each of those specifically. Yeah, and what's great to see is that the whole website is really tailored towards those segments. You know, you have use cases, you have features, and they're all broken down as well again by the different functions within a business. So really talking and honing in to those ICPs, their relevant pain points, and the features that match those pain points. All right, Kev, well, Monday.com are off to a flyer then, so far doing a pretty good job. We think they have a good understanding of who their ICP is. Now, Kev, are they creating good, helpful content? Now, something that is absolutely crucial to that, Kevin, is content that helps cover what is called the five stages of awareness. We cover this most episodes now, listeners, because it is such a crucial foundation to creating helpful content. And it's basically the content that you need to put out that ushers your dream customer from realizing that they even have a problem in the first place to then getting them to realize that your product or service is the perfect match for them. The five stages are unaware, problem aware, solution aware, product aware, and most aware. Now, Kev, Unaware. The unaware stage is all about trying to make your dream customer realize that they even have a problem in the first place. And for monday.com, that normally has something to do with project management and efficiency because that's pretty much what project management helps you do. And listeners, George has done the hard work here in finding screenshots of every one of the ads that monday.com runs that's relevant to a particular stage of awareness so we'll go through each of them in detail and we'll talk about why monday.com is really hitting that be helpful content production by matching content to each of the five stages of awareness or as much as they have been and starting with the unaware ad 
uh, we can see that they've really started that story of making their ICPs aware of the problem with a simple graph. So it's a graph showing that 80% of businesses waste time on rework or redoing work. And in the same graph, they've indicated that you should be the 20% that don't waste that time on rework. And obviously they're implying that monday.com will help you be that 20%. I think this is really effective, Kevin, because it's just a really simple pie chart, which shows the 80% of businesses that waste time on redoing work and the 20% in the nice green section uh, saying, you know, be the 20%. So it invites the person who's scrolling through to be that 20%. It's very eye-catching, really nice use of uh, simple colors. And I think that the green part there, Kev, the be the 20% really pops out and makes you look at it more. By creating something very simple and digestible here, Kev, it definitely has the potential to move someone into that problem-aware state, which should be the purpose of this ad. You know, it could be someone like me, Kevin, just scrolling through LinkedIn, I've got so many other things to think about, and then I scroll past this ad, it gets my attention, and it goes, hey, time is an issue for you, wasting time redoing things is a huge issue, here's a path to a better world where you don't have that issue as much, it's called monday.com, and you go, okay, I'm at least now problem aware that redoing work is wasting some of my time. So I'm shifted into a problem aware state. And it's also starting that journey of affinity with monday.com, right? There's images of its logo. Uh, there's a link to the page on LinkedIn for monday.com. So as people become problem aware from this ad, they're also gaining that connection with the brand. But one thing that we think could be improved at this stage is probably the call to action. So the call to action at this stage is request a live demo, which we think is probably a bit early um, to match with this ad, because as we said, the goal at this point is to make people problem aware. And probably this ad is not giving enough of that connection, enough background around the problem before asking for a live demo. Yeah, Kev, I would love to see this link to an article or something which really fleshes out those problems. Do it in a story format that makes it kind of engaging because at this stage, I probably don't care that much about the problem. The goal here should be to shift me to that problem aware state and really try and get me to stay there. And that's only going to do that if it's emotive and if it's going to continue to have, I guess, that that impact. So that's what I would like to see that do instead, Kev. Yeah, and just further to that, you know, the tagline is automate the repetitive work that steals time from what's important. That's probably a little further down the line too, right? Aside from the call to action, we would love to see a little bit more information, as you said, of the insights that come from an article that potentially this links to within the post itself. Bring some of those insights into the feed to start giving value within the feed. All right, folks, quick breather here. In my time in B2B marketing, generally I've come to realize that there are just certain tools that can be an absolute game changer. And that's why I'm really excited to talk about Leadfeeder. Uh, it's a tool that helps you cut through the data and turn those website visitors into solid leads and opportunities for your business. Leadfeeder shows you which companies are checking out your site, tracking their behavior, and it integrates all of this with your CRM. And the result is it's basically like a secret weapon for targeted lead engagement, and it really makes it easier for your team to convert website traffic into sales. Head to leadfeeder.com, give it a free demo, and you'll also get a free extended premium trial when you let the rep know that you found out about Leadfeeder through the B2B Playbook podcast. That's leadfeeder.com. Okay, check it out. Back to the show. 
All right, Kev, let's move on to the second ad that I dug up um, from looking at monday.com's LinkedIn ads. And this one I thought was pretty good for problem aware. So it was a short video and it is titled four simple yet powerful CRM features that will help your sales team close more deals. Give your team these tools so they can thrive. All right, Kev, well, we already spoke about how they clearly had different segments that they were after. One of those is salespeople. One of those is people who are in the CRM and trying to set that up. You know, might be a lot of people in RevOps. This is clearly targeting those people. And this short video really just highlights uh, in really a nice slideshow format, the four key CRM features that are gonna help people close deals when they use monday.com. And George, what we love the most about this is that it's ungated. It's very much ungated. It's not asking for a live demo of any sort right away. It's a genuine piece of educational content that's in the feed that people can get from the feed itself. But it also links out to something that looks like an article that gives you a little bit more information about each of those four key CRM features. That's right, Kev. As you said, it's genuine education. And that's exactly what we want at this stage of awareness. There is no use in guiding this because that person is so high up the funnel that, I mean, what are you even going to do with their email if they bothered to put it in? They're just in that information gathering process. Again, we're trying to shift them from being problem aware to solution aware. And in order to do that, we have to really flesh out what existing pain points and problems it is that they're dealing with, and then start introducing uh, some solutions to that. And of course, it's on monday.com site. So monday.com is going to be an obvious solution to each of these four problems. I will give them one caveat though, and maybe a saving grace. Uh, as you said earlier in the piece, monday.com is huge. A lot of people know them already by name. They sort of know what they're on about. So being able to talk in more detail and pushing towards features and live demos earlier in the process in their content of the five stages is possible because they are quite big. Because a lot of the grunt work of educating the market on the problem, uh, potential solutions and Monday.com being one of those solutions is already done with a lot of that word of mouth, that brand awareness work that's already been done because of how big they are. But even given that, you know, if you're doing an unaware stage ad, if you're doing a problem aware stage ad, you should still stick quite closely to the type of content that we are advocating for because it's likely that the people seeing those ads, if you're doing your targeting right, really haven't had the benefit of understanding and coming into contact with your brand yet. And you, you still need to do that education piece up front. That's spot on, Kev. I mean, yes, they are a big brand. So that awareness is there. There's probably a fair bit of trust that comes through that just by sheer association of seeing their brand all the time. I've seen it on TV, on podcast ads, you know, radio ads, absolutely everywhere. But to be honest, Kev, I don't use monday.com. And a big reason for that is, well, I don't actually quite understand the benefits and the features. So I completely understand when, I mean, we're going to go through more of their ads, why they're focusing very heavily on that side of things when they're using their paid budget, because that education is a huge part. Imagine, Kev, if they had to use sales staff to educate on a one-to-one -one basis. I mean, the paid version of monday.com, I imagine the tiers aren't particularly high. There is no way they could do that and for it to be profitable. So they're doing the very clever thing and they're doing that educating online where their buyers are hanging out already. So we've definitely got to give them credit for that. Definitely, George. They're definitely making the most out of it. And it's a good example of how you should adapt that 
content approach, that helpful content approach and the five stages of awareness to fit a particular use case. In this case, big business, more to do with educating about the product if people are likely aware of the brand already. All right, Kev, the next ad that I've pulled up from monday.com, I think really touches on this solution aware. So we're at the third stage of the five stages of awareness. And at this point, it's all about starting to explore potential solutions to the problems that we've showed the dream customer that they had in the stage before. And this ad, Kev, the tagline is, or the text says, monday.com helps project management teams automate work, speed up project approvals, customize workflows, streamline work to reach goals faster. It has a nice image, which really, I guess, has a whole lot of squiggly lines, which sort of resembles, I think, Kev, a whole lot of interconnected data points. And then it shows how you can very quickly uh, mark something from being on hold to working on it to being done. And then it has the monday.com branding nice and front and center there. George, I agree with you. This is probably a pretty good one for the solutions aware stage. Um, it's really putting the best foot forward um, for monday.com for showing that it is a great tool for project management, for workflow management. And that's really highlighted in a very simple graphical representation of that. Um, that's really easy to understand and to digest in the feed. And it highlights benefits, not features. Um, so it doesn't talk in a lot of detail about how it's achieving that. Uh, it's really talking about the sort of benefits that come from it, you know, automating work, speeding up project approvals, customizing workflows, and streamlining the work to reach goals faster. All these points are about benefits of using monday.com and not features. That's it, Kevin. There's nothing wrong with talking about features. I just wouldn't say it's right to do that at this stage. You know, at, at this stage, we still haven't fully built that trust with that dream customer. So the benefits is what's going to get their interest. And then once we have them, then later on, more, more when they get to the next stage, product aware and even most aware, that's when we can really actually start to highlight some of the more in-depth features. So we've got to do that education process step-by-step. Step. Now, George, you also highlighted that this ad, unfortunately, is still gated. Yeah, it is gated, Kevin. I mean, I know we are further advanced in the stages of awareness. People are starting to explore solutions. So, Kev, I mean, look, if we were to do a breakdown of leads coming from each of these ads, I can guarantee you that the lead quality coming from an ad like this in terms of opportunities for sales staff is probably going to be better than the, one, the first one we spoke about, which was at that unaware stage. But... Whether it is an efficient sales process, Kev, I mean, it's anyone's guess. We don't have that data. I mean, personally, I would still like to see that educate in feed a little bit more. I would still like to see that lead to a landing page, which, you know, talks more in depth about monday.com solutions, possibly a longer form article, which highlights the benefits and then maybe even starts to introduce some of the features as part of that, you know, have some screenshots as, as part of that longer article that's looking to educate people on what that product looks like. And uh, yeah, Kev, I just don't know if it's the right time to gate this content. But again, monday.com, they're a huge beast. I'm sure that the percentage of people who are signing up uh, from a form like this, just because of their sheer brand power is much stronger than if you, listener, did that for yours. Exactly, George, as you said, Maybe it's not ideal in our minds of um, 
them getting that and pushing it straight to a live demo at this point. Uh, as you said, we still think that there's value in educating them further. I think if you're thinking about the average person coming across this ad, if they're looking at this and it's talking about mostly benefits, none of the features, they might still not understand what monday.com does. For those that are really engaged, uh, really hitting home a point of really want to get that trial, they'll probably find their way to the website and find that live demo request spot anyways on their own. And that's a much better quality lead. Um, but for the rest of the crowd that you're sort of forcing through to get to a live demo stage, potentially they're not ready for that. And as George said, maybe at this point for monday.com, the, the CAC or the cost to acquire that lead uh, is, it's good enough for them. They're so big, they can afford to pay for that. And um, potentially that return is good enough for them to start scaling at that point. Kudos to them if that works, go ahead. Um, but as you said, George, long-term, perhaps it's better to push them to more educational content, push them to more stuff that starts to talk about features and educate a bit more and let the traffic self-filter towards live demos at this stage. That's it, Kevin. A good reminder for our listeners that, hey, we don't hate gated content. It's not the worst thing in the world. If it works for your business, if you've done the calculations to see how the gated content is performing through to opportunity and win rate, if your business can afford it, when you take into account marketing and sales headcount and all the costs associated with it, go ahead, keep doing it. Absolutely. But chances are your business probably can't. So that's why we look to keep educating. Don't try and capture that lead right now because the quality is probably going to be a fair bit lower if you're passing it straight onto sales. Maybe Monday.com can afford it, but maybe you can't just yet. Yeah, just not yet, listeners. But, you know, listening to enough episodes of the B2B Playbook, Kev, they'll be there in a while. It takes time, guys. <laughs> it takes time. <laughs> All right. On to the fourth stage of awareness, Kev, and that is product aware. Now, they have a ton of product aware ads. And again, I think it really makes sense, Kev, in the context of the brand being so powerful. And what I really like about their product aware ads is it's a mixture of showing off the features of what you can do with Monday.com, but they also have some awesome case studies and testimonials. And they run them through a variety of different formats from videos through to single image ads. Um, I have no doubt, Kev, that they'd be running some conversation ads probably on LinkedIn as well. And it's really about trying to demonstrate that there's real organizations that look just like yours that are using monday.com and they're getting great results. So one that I picked up on Kev, um, the text reads, teams have improved their campaign efficiency by 40% running their work on monday.com work OS. Plan and execute across teams on one platform. And then below that, there is a video um, showing a case study. And then the call to action is from chasing tasks to driving business growth. Kev, it's great social proof at this stage. It starts to demonstrate that there's real organizations using this. Um, I get more insights as to how businesses are using it. And I think it's just a really a great approach to this content at this later stage of awareness. Yeah, it's great to bring that into the feed. As you said, uh, there's a lot of case studies on the website itself, which is great to pair these sort of ads with, um, but it's great that they're bringing some of that content straight into the feed so it's easily consumable by potential users or at least to, to continue building that trust and relationship with the potential buyers. And importantly, 
This video is fairly short. It's just over a minute, so it's easy to digest on the fly. Um, I would say it'd be better if uh, it was maybe even a little shorter and highlighting the main points and being a bit more punchy. But it's great that they've obviously been conscious and making sure that that video isn't too long. It isn't the whole case study. It's just a snippet, a taste of what's to come. Kev, the point around educating in feed is super valid. And I kind of like that they went for a slightly longer video format because again, when you click the call to action, it is trying to get people to register for a demo. I would say that if we're trying to get people to our landing page to read a more in-depth case study than a shorter, punchier video, definitely makes sense. But in the context of them going, okay, you know, this person is pretty product aware. We really want to push them into that final stage. Let's get them to that demo. It makes a little bit more sense in that context. Yeah, with that context, that definitely makes sense. And I would definitely agree with you. Uh, whether that's the right play at product aware, um, whether they should maybe pair that with something that's a bit more short form, um, that remains to be seen. Probably it's working well at their end and that's why they've gone with the longer form, pushing straight to that gated content live demo request page, as you said there. Um, so it's good to see that they're thinking about the relationship with the creatives as well as where that traffic would ultimately go. And Kev, they actually have a whole host of variations of testimonials, uh, case studies. They've really put in the work to give their voice to the customer. And I think there's really nothing more powerful than having that voice come from the customer. So then when at least I'm evaluating product, I can go, hey, there's people who look like me, who have the same problems as me, who are fixing it by using this product or solution. So there's a lot of hard work in doing that. Props to them for doing that. That's awesome. So Kev, with that product aware content, I think that it flows really nicely uh, and probably even overlaps with the most aware which is the final and fifth stage of the five stages of awareness. And Kev, just a reminder for our listeners that at this stage, the prospect is on the brink of becoming a customer. They just need that final nudge to pull out a credit card. So some companies use things like discounts and bundles, uh, something to really call you to action. But aside from that, you really want to create content that addresses any objections or reasons that people might have when buying your product. We need to overcome those objections and we need to give them the why now. You know, is it the time of year? Is there something important coming up? Really, as part of that, Kev, you want to make the product and the price readily available and make it as easy as possible for people so they can buy your product right now. To be quite honest, Kev, I wasn't able to find a huge amount of most aware content from monday.com. They definitely, uh, through their education of what the product does, looks like, feels like, probably help overcome a lot of those FAQs and a lot of those objections. They might run um, seasonal ads that we don't see to run things like sales and discounts and promotions. They might be doing that on other channels that we haven't uh, evaluated. So. I would say that they do have a good amount of most aware content and there's probably a fair amount out there, Kev, that they're doing that we just can't see from our examination. Yeah, George, I think a great example of one that does exist is your screenshot of this one that is captioned, the smart way to manage your work. Monday.com allows you to integrate all your tools into one overall ecosphere. So you really see the big picture. And that's followed by an image of a screenshot from within the product. Um, so what it does is it's a great piece of education on the look and feel of the product. So it starts to take away some of the need for even a demo itself. 
and that takes away some of the work from the sales team and potentially that is in the most worst stage because just before someone goes to a sales team, if you take away some of that work that the sales team has to do in showing the person a demo, that's potentially helping that most aware stage as well. So that's, I think, probably a good example of the most aware stage content uh, in ad form on LinkedIn. But as you said, probably a lot of that doesn't need to happen on LinkedIn anymore. Potentially it's a remarketing campaign that we're not seeing. Uh, potentially they've signed up to a live demo at some point and part of that most aware happens after the live demo signup has happened or at least we hope certainly that if you sign up for a live demo you get some information that addresses those objections that you potentially could have before the live demo happens again taking work away from the sales team but at the same time doing that most aware content in channels that are probably a bit more effective than hitting linkedin audiences yeah, that's a great point, Kev. Uh, if this ad doesn't answer that question of why now, it doesn't drive that impetus to say, okay, let's sign up straight away because of X, Y, and Z that's going on in our industry and because of this timing. So as you said, I'm sure a company like Monday.com are doing this in other places that we just haven't seen. All right, Kev. Now, as we know, Be Seen isn't always about paid advertising. Um, we do say that it's actually a great way of amplifying what is working well on the organic side. So I think it's a good opportunity for us to just have a bit of a look as to what monday.com are doing on that organic side. Again, we're limiting it to our view on LinkedIn and see again, are they basing it on that understanding of their customer? Are they being helpful? Okay, Kev, taking a look through their organic LinkedIn feed, Monday.com does a pretty good job about talking about the issues that are important to each of their segments. So they talk about productivity and productivity hacks. They talk about the importance of project scoping and the pain points around that. They talk about sales tracking and the list goes on. I mean, they've got quite a lot of segments to talk to there, Kev, but I think they actually show quite a good understanding of each of them. And Kev, I think that it's pretty clear you have a good understanding of a segment. If you're able to generate a meme that relates to that segment and is quite niche and gets great engagement. Memes are only funny if you're in on the joke and you're only in on the joke if you get what your audience is talking about. And I can see that they've done quite a few memes and they've actually done it really well. And they've got quite a few good engagements off the back of that cab. So I would suggest that that shows that they actually have a pretty good understanding of each of their segments and their pain points. Yeah, another good sign along those same lines is where they do a screen grab of a tweet that they've sent out on the Twitter account that's also had great engagement. And then that post itself again gets great engagement on LinkedIn and we've seen that a few times as well on the monday.com organic feed. So again, a good sign that they've got an engaged audience, they really understand what hits home with that audience and it's still talking about things relevant to their product. So things about management, productivity, project scoping and sales tracking. And Kev, they actually continue doing that education process in the feed again itself. They're not just doing that with their ads, but they're doing that through their organic content. So they're constantly educating their audience on how to get the most out of monday.com. And in doing so, they're showing off the features and the benefits of the product. 
So it's a really great way to, I guess, once they've got that audience's engagement because they're talking about things that they care about, which aren't necessarily about monday.com. But then once they have their attention, they go, hey, you know what? We know you have these issues. This is how you can use something like monday.com to help overcome them. And they do a really great job of that. And Kev, they're not just doing that by grabbing the link to a blog that they've written um, on their website, pasting it into LinkedIn and hitting post. Uh, Very often, they're not even linking to that article directly on their site. They're just taking the key points from it and then they're uh, chucking that in their newsfeed. They're chucking that um, as something to post from their company page and it's done pretty effectively. Yeah, it's great to see when they invest that time and energy into making the content in feed just as valuable and just as tailored for that particular medium as the content on their website. All right, Kev. Well, I think to round it out, I mean, I think they're doing a pretty great job. Surprise, surprise, a team like monday.com that is absolutely everywhere. You know, of course, they're doing a great job. I'm sure they have a superstar team uh, behind them. But listeners, while you might not have the brand power of monday.com, they're still following all the same principles that Kevin and I talk about on the B2B playbook. You can do pretty much everything that they do, um, but you just need to adjust it to your own situation, to your own circumstance. And I think probably one of the big takeaways, Kev, from this is monday.com probably have the ability and the brand power to drive people to demos much earlier in those five stages of awareness because they have that brand power and because they have that trust. Dare I say it, Kev, they probably have a little bit more budget to burn than many of our listeners do. But listeners, you might not have that. So I would go back um, to when Kevin and I talk about the five stages of awareness in episode 28. Make sure you're creating content in line with that. Don't just create content that educates on your product itself, but create content um, that educates your audience on the category in general. And listeners, the key takeaway from me, or more of a reminder more than anything else, is even at this stage with the big guys like monday.com, when they look to do that B-scene part and they're tailoring their content for the five stages of awareness, even with their own skew towards the bigger end and pushing towards live demos, it's important to notice that they still have a strong foundation and be ready and be helpful to make all this work. You still have to deeply understand your customers, so that you can create that helpful content that actually speaks to your audience, your potential customers, your dream 100 and dream customers as well. And using that knowledge, using that strong foundation, they can then throw the kitchen sink at the be seen stage at that audience to get their attention and push them through the five stages of awareness. Finally, Kev, I'll just add that money.com are a brand that really feel human. And that just goes a long way to building relationships. For people who maybe aren't quite ready yet to uh, adopt monday.com as a solution, at least keeps them top of mind. And one final great example of that, Kev, is a LinkedIn post of theirs. And it just says, dear parents, you're doing amazing. And then it shows really uh, a timetable for a parent, um, which says, you know, pack lunch, label everything, first day photo shoot, drop off, enjoy the silence. And it's got done, 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 and then working on it. They know that a lot of their dream customers, uh, they're not just people who want their product, but they're, they're people with emotions, with a life outside of work too. And they're appealing to that very nicely and tying it wonderfully back to the monday.com brand. 
Well, George, despite my best protest last season, we were ranking um, different ads we saw on a scale and, and talking about how good they are uh, in relation to each other and having a leaders board. Uh, where does Monday.com sit in that scale? Okay, I'm still going to put them below Chili Piper, I would say, actually. I mean, they run a lot more paid advertising than Chili Piper do. I would say Chili Piper probably are using their paid budget far more effectively and they are using it from an organic and community approach first. Um, But in terms of people with clearly a big budget, they're doing an awesome job. They are doing an awesome job. They clearly have to reach a lot of different segments and uh, try and capitalize on them as much as they can. And so, yeah, Kev, I'd say that they're doing pretty well. I'd put them at second. I'll probably agree with that, George. And I'll just add again that you know, with those big guys, we don't have the insights to all the numbers and, and sort of what their KPIs and goals are and potentially their growth strategies are a little different and there's things like that we don't see in the background. And it's quite possible that the approaches that they're taking is the best fit for each of their potential uh, long-term goals or where the businesses are at respectively. Um, but as you said, the uh, we think maybe a little bit more efficient use of paid budget is being done by Chili Piper, and that's always good to see. And uh, maybe that's something Monday.com is testing already. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, interesting, Kev, that they only came across one piece of ungated content. So who knows? Maybe they are transitioning from gated to ungated step by step. <laughs> Very good, George. Well, listeners, we'll be back with another analysis episode next week as we continue this analysis series. So be sure to tune in again next week. That's it, Kev. Listeners, you can find links to everything we discussed in the show notes as always. And we are so grateful that each week more and more marketers tune in every Monday to the B2B Playbook podcast. And if we can ask one thing, it would be to please, please, please leave us a short review or do us one better, actually, Kev. Listeners, Tell someone about the B2B Playbook podcast who you think could find it helpful. We would really appreciate it and hopefully it helps that other person. Thank you, Kev. Thank you, listeners. Take care and see you next week. Thanks, George. Thank you, listeners. See you next week. A quick note before you go, listeners. You can find more great content and get in touch with us at theb2bplaybook.com. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and our newsletter while you're there to get the latest news, tips and resources from our playbook. We'll be back the same day and same time with another episode next week. Thanks for tuning in to the B2B Playbook. Remember, successful B2B marketing starts with the buyer.